Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drama School Dropout, the UK's third best drama podcast. As per usual, my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout and we are continuing the two years of Drama School Dropout celebrations and for this episode I am joined by an absolute superstar of an actress who you may know from NBC's Superstore. Please welcome to the podcast, Kelly Schumann. Drama school dropout. No graduation day for you. Drama school dropout. Fucked your whole course, now try something new. Drama school dropout. Welcome to the podcast. How are we? Thank you. We're good. Yeah. Very good. I, I, I'm so excited to finally get to chat with you. We, we were supposed to record this last week. <laughs> Things happened. I mean, and then it's happened on another weird day. <laughs> and like just a second ago, like it was announced literally, here anyway. Um, I've got a screenshot of the notification because I sent it to my mum so I can tell you what time we found out. So we found out at 30, 30 minutes ago. So yeah. we, we and found I, out at 18.32. And I knew I was going to be doing this. I just turned on the television maybe 15 minutes ago to just see what was happening yeah i saw on twitter this morning that that things were mm. not great. for anybody that and doesn't then... know what we're talking about because we're recording slightly in advance um yeah. we're recording this on the day of her majesty the queen's passing um and she's literally mm. well it's been announced she passed this afternoon but the british public and the world have only just found out about half an hour ago so it's a, it's a weird one seems like we're destined to record yeah. this on an awkward day I guess so. But like, <laughs> hey, I love awkward. Let's do this. Yeah, let's let's do yeah. it. What I yeah. what I love to ask everyone that comes on the podcast to start off with is how's life? Because we've been living in this really weird to talk about another weird time. We've literally just gone through a pandemic and we're sort of in that place where it's like we're not in a pandemic, but as an actor, I'm required to be in places in person and can't afford to get COVID. So what's life like? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, life is still pretty small and different yep. than it was two and a half years ago. Um, I, I think, you know, it's a double edged sword. We're both extremely lucky and maybe extremely unfortunate. Uh, there are whole sectors that have completely gone back to. Yeah. I'm using air quotes if they can't see it, normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, you know, our industry. And so I think we're very lucky insofar as, at least in this country, there are still very strict protocols. Wish I could say the same for Britain. Fuck the government. And the government have basically turned around. It was under Boris. I can't really say too much about Liz Truss, even though she's only been in office for like three days, but still fuck her because she's right. a Tory. And she has horrible values. Um, it was Boris was like, I want to get the country back to normal and basically no more of this shit on my watch. So now if I get COVID, I don't actually legally have to isolate. Yeah. Which is crazy. So it is the same here. Yeah. Our government is in exactly the same place and it is bonkers. I don't understand it. I don't know why we're pretending this isn't happening, but it is happening. And I think... I will speak for myself. Um, my family is all uh, medically, I don't want to say fragile, but they all have complicating issues. Yeah. So maybe that's why it's more on my radar. But yeah, they're wow. more at risk to um, have a more serious reaction yes. to getting COVID. The thing that I really disagree with the government and the one thing that I wish I could turn around and say to them, but they don't listen, 
is that all they have really done is fueled the people who share misinformation on Facebook by turning around and saying, by the way, now you don't have to isolate. So all of those people who are anti-COVID, anti-vax are now saying, well, why were we locked at home for two years? It's true. They feel vindicated. They don't understand that it's a milder strain. It's not as deathly as it was because of the vaccine. Um, And I I don't have time for it no more. Like, I Mm. am... I spent a lot of the pandemic trying to educate people and trying to make people see, I'm going to call it my point of view because everyone's entitled to their own. Um, Now I don't, now I block and delete. Yeah. And I just can't be bothered with it now. It's like we're two years on, how many people have died? How many people have suffered? Britain are now in the middle of a cost of living crisis where it's expected that people's just heating and electric bills this year are going to cost upwards of £6,000 a month. And it's, it's like, shut up. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, be quiet. Definitely. I, I completely uh, empathize. It's it's the same here it, it, insofar yeah. as there's, you know, this, very, I think they're relatively small, but there is a group that is like, this whole thing was nonsense. And then I think the majority of people are just sick of it and want to move on with their lives. But in both of those cases, it can be dangerous because, Mm. um, again, there are still lots and lots of people who uh, could have a very serious experience with COVID. Yeah, 100%. But jumping into what we're here to actually talk about, what I I love to ask everyone, just to get a little bit to know you more, um, what was got you into acting and what was your very first role it doesn't have to be a professional one we love a good nativity story so I grew up dancing that was the first love I want to be totally honest with you I wanted to be a professional ballerina and then love that yeah well then I hit puberty and my body was like no girl you are not a ballerina so um my body was like not even any it was just like I'm gonna give you two left feet love that so I had to find some way to scratch that itch Mm. and um I did my I think my first play ever I mean I was always in like you know ballet recitals and um danced professionally when I was a little kid but my first play I think was called gotta sing gotta dance and it was like a um musical review of songs from different musicals pretty sure it was illegal i don't think there were any rights that were purchased in that performance we love those ones i know yeah it was very um but maybe maybe it is so fantastic because like isn't theater supposed to be or maybe the origins are like this desperate need to create Mm. and so yeah sometimes you've got to cut some corners you can't always do things exactly by the rule book but you got to I mean, it's called Gotta Sing, Gotta Dance. I mean, Netflix would argue. Have you seen all sure. of the stuff that's going on with that right now? I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to stay out of the fray. There was two people that did like a Bridgerton musical. They wrote it and everything and they wrote to Netflix oh, and were yes. like, we'd love to like record this, can we? And they were, and Netflix were like, go ahead, put it on a CD. And then they started going on tour and tours started selling out. And then Netflix were like, we give you permission to record an album, not turn this into a multi-million dollar venture. And we were like, you can buy the license. And they were like, no, no, you gave us permission. And they were like, no, we didn't see you in court. Well, I mean, unfortunately, I I don't know what Netflix state of affairs is right now, but 
You well, know, I know the CEO. Two... We're best friends. Like, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. So you do know their state of affairs. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just I'm imagining that they can afford to sit in litigation for years. Yeah. Whereas, you know, two actors that are just extremely creative and came up with a brilliant idea that Netflix didn't. But I do I kind know. of agree that, that it's somebody's content. Do you know what I mean? I, I certainly, like last year, found out that somebody was using a very similar title. They were using Drama School Dropouts, and I had Drama School mm-hmm. Dropout, and I'd been going for like a year at this point, and they were like three days old. And I got very, like, I was yeah. on that email typing like a woman scorned. <laughs> and I Understood. was like, not I having mean, it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I also am my understanding, and I don't, I haven't seen this. So, like, take this yeah. with a grain of salt. This, um, that, like, as somebody who's part of the comedy world, you can get away with a lot under parody laws. Um, but if it's not a parody and you're just taking content, it's a very different situation. I think it's over the fact that they were calling it the Bridget and Concert Experience. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. weren't even being like, this is a fantasy land experience that you may have ventured into somewhere else. Yeah, They were straight up like using the logo and everything. So, I mean... Be interesting. They'll probably... That, that would actually be like my guess as to what is going to pan out. They will take Bridget and off of it and they will come up with something else. Yeah, they will call it something yeah. else, and it'll yeah, be... like the the exactly like they do with Disney stuff where they're like the princess experience. Yeah, and you're like oh, On I know the Snow Queen is. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, while I was doing my research, or as I like to call it, legal stalking, um, yeah. I was reading that you went to the um, American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Yes, I did. So. Ooh. There's one in New York and there's one in Los Angeles. Yeah. I went to the New York one. Um, While I was in school, we all sort of scoffed at the LA one because they were being taught on camera and we were being taught real drama. On stage. And now, exactly the way it was meant to be performed. But now that I live in Los Angeles and I'm um, desperately pursuing Mm -hmm. a career on camera, uh, I have mm. many fewer. I also know some of the educators there. So like, <laughs> I don't have any opinions about it anymore. You but, just scoff at yourself yeah. now. I scoff at myself. <laughs> That's right. I do that a lot anyway. Yeah, me too. One of my favorite things about drama school and these absolutely fuel my life are funny or crazy drama school stories. Do you have a favorite mm-hmm. drama school story that you can share with us? So drama school for me, when I went there, I... You know, I was a weird kid who we like, enjoyed are. performing, and yes. And so when I got to drama school, I was like, I found my people. These are my people. They take it seriously, like I do. I think if anybody, like a real human, looked into what I did in drama school, they would psychosis, be like, ma'am. Exactly <laughs> that you are not okay. Uh, I've said it a million times. Someone needs to write uh, a sitcom, like. I, I don't know why it hasn't Just, happened. I think people wouldn't believe it. But that would be the best bit. I mean, I do don't you know. Do you know what I would do? This would be my premise for it. I would do it as if it were a sitcom. But then at the end, be like, by the way, what you've all just, this isn't a sitcom. This is a documentary. No, this is real life. <laughs> this is a documentary. Right. I mean, yes. It's like The Office. It's absolutely ridiculous. And you can't believe that anything like that would ever... Uh, it's like Superstore. You're yeah. like, 
hell no this is not how people behave but then i hear from 100%. retail workers that are like it's worse uh, it's actually way worse yeah, yeah. Exactly. like drama schools straight up saying one day i was doing an exercise spoke about it on the podcast before there was three of us playing dogs i turned around one boy had his nose right up the other girl's ass like was probably bordering yeah. on sexual assault and he just thought he was being yes. an actor. I mean, bordering on sexual assault and also you're sticking your nose in somebody's butt. Nobody Oh, want, he like, was a weirdo. This is something definitely got <laughs> off on it. But I think I would have done it. I think I could have been convinced that if this was going to make me a better actor, this is what you have to do and I would have been like, "Okay." I mean, there were things in school that See, No, I don't think I would have I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I remember having an acting teacher that was like, you know, we're going to explore the space. And I thought, oh, yeah, good idea. Let's explore the space. And she's like, you know, on a macro level, on a micro level, we're going to use all five senses. And I thought, that's strange. We're going to use all five senses. Okay. And she was like, I want you to touch it. I want you to smell it. I want you to see it. I want you to feel it. I want you to taste it. And I was like, no, don't. Uh, listen i didn't but i was willing like i thought we're about to lick the floor i and then we joked for years about how acting school was us licking the walls like because she was like taste the walls if you dare do it and And i was like "Mm." do you think right i remember so i obviously dropped out of drama school and i had this day after i dropped out where i just needed to get rid of everything and i had like a ceremonial clear out of my desk and i found one of my notebooks and in the back i had had to sit out of a movement class one day because i have a dodgy knee and Mm. on the back of it i wrote a quote that this lecturer said and it was something like let your spleen leave your body and enter the floor (laughs) and float through the floor and it'll hit the people in the gym underneath and i'd wrote this down word for word and then i'd wrote next to it if this man was not a drama lecture he would have been uh, sectioned by now uh well uh, what I'm thinking is you're read as you're saying that I'm like I know the exercise that you're doing. You're relaxing 100%. and you're letting yourself melt into the floor. I know what you're doing. It was so the way he said it this. though. Oh, totally! Like your spleen is leaving your body. Come on! It'll hit Come the on. people in the gym below. And yeah. I was just sat yeah. there watching. Like, if you were not a drama lecturer, you would be in some yeah. sort of like hospital right now. Yeah, this is not this is not normal. But I loved every last second of it. I loved it. I was ready I to leave by the end second. of it. I, <laughs> I, so where I went to school, you had to get asked into each level. And there was a third level, but it was like just, I think, less than 20 actors that got into it. Yeah. And so I desperately wanted to get into yeah. it, Um, did not get into it, and was devastated and thought my life was over. Um. And I would like to say that that was like a good introduction to the rejection that you sort of experience in this business. But 100%. It's, yeah. But, you know, honestly, I don't experience a ton of rejection. I experience a ton of being ignored. Like here, they don't say no. They just, you never hear from them again. So it's getting this industry better is like a, oh, okay. We never hear. So it's like, it's like a boyfriend that's ghosting you all the time and you the, keep going back to that boy. Like, why? There is two ladies who run a casting 
sort of thing. I'm I'm going to totally fuck up all the details here. I can't remember their names. I will leave it in the show notes below. <laughs> okay. But they were kind of sick of everyone being ignored. So they created this yes, no button where it's you don't have to give feedback, but everyone gets an answer. Oh, wow. And I appreciate that. And every time I do cast anything or I'm in charge of casting something, everyone that applies gets an answer. Whether it takes me days, and sometimes don't get me wrong, it's a copy and pasted due to sure. the due to the high number of applicants. We're no longer we're not able to give individual feedback at this moment in time, but unfortunately, we're not able to offer you the role. Thank you for your interest, and I just think it's because, yeah. like, as an actor, you sit there for days going, "Oh my god, I think I did okay. Yeah. Am I gonna get?" And then you just never hear back, and it's yeah, it's disappointing. But I think too everything here happened so fast and so i think maybe after uh, i i have gotten myself to a point where i do the audition and i don't think about it again but i can't like my parents are always like do you ever audition because i don't talk to anybody about the auditions are you actually working or are you doing like only fans (laughs) (laughs) i i mean I think my parents think that like jobs just knock on my door because I don't ever tell them about auditions because the one, like I was just home for a long time and I had to do an audition and my parents couldn't handle it. They were like, did you hear anything? Like, what do you think is going to happen? And I'm like, probably nothing. Like, yeah, I would let it go if I were you because we're never going to hear those people again. It's the same thing happened with my mom not long ago. So Big Brother in the UK is coming back. Mm -hmm. And this is a bit of an insider tea. I don't even know if I'll be allowed to put this in. I was one of the final housemates to nearly get in the house the last time it finished. So I got like so far in the process and I got cut and I was like, do you know what? Actually, best thing that could have happened. I don't want to be a reality TV guy. Then when it came back, they phoned me and they said, we're not auditioning because it's coming back in secret. We want to bring people in that we liked from previous audition. Would you like a place in the house? And I said, had you said this to me five years ago, you'd have a housemate right now. But unfortunately, the position that I'm in, it's not right for me. And I wish you all the best. I'll be watching as a viewer. And I told my mum about it. And then she was like, but they're looking for a new host. Why don't you just ring them and ask them if you can do that? Oh, and I was like, because it works like that, mum. It re- it really it yeah. If it was that easy, I'd be a multimillionaire. And then yeah, she said to me one day, she was like, "Have I you know. ever thought about doing a film?" And I was like, "No, no, never." Do you know that's never crossed my mind? Wait there, let me phone Warner Brothers. I can't believe what would I do without you? <laughs> it's true. They don't. And but the thing is, I try to see it from their point of view, like that is my dad's a salesman so that is how he gets jobs yeah he's like oh i'll just call and ask like he he sells printing and mm. he's like i'll just call and ask who's in charge of your printing decisions and then i'll talk to that person and i'm like yeah i can't call it happens in britain sometimes to a certain extent that you will get a casting director's email especially when you're fresh out of drama school and you'll send them the email being like hi emma my name is Ingram Noble. I'm just graduating from drama school. He is my spotlight CV. I would love to be considered for anything that you're yeah, doing. Yeah. It happens to a certain extent, but you're not like necessarily on the phone with like, hi, is this EastEnders? I'd love to be on your show. Right, exactly. Um, I'll be there. I was on just going to say, actually, 
you just reached out to my representatives and you were like, I want her on the podcast. And then it happened. So on some level, you are doing the thing that the rest of us are like, like, you can't just do that thing. You're just like, I can't do that thing. I think it works for podcasts because you're asking for something, not asking to be given something. No, that's true. That's true. And I, I think also, if you look at my emails, there is a, the minority say yes. So oh, is that right? if I'm talking, for example, I've had quite a lucky run at the moment. Like I'm quite well in advance of recording, but I think all time I've been going for just under two years. It'll be two years in December. I've sent something like 1.6 million emails and I am maybe oh at episode God. 115. Mm. And there are well, some people that turn around and say, yes, we'll do it. And then you never hear from them again and they ghost all of your emails. Yeah. Oh, this there... is a good this is a good example though of what this industry is like. Like the 100%. amount of effort you have to put in versus what you I know, do hundred hours a week on this podcast. Easily, I bet. Yeah. And you end up with, if you're lucky, forty five minutes of an episode every week. Right. Easily. Yeah. I spend, if not more, five hours a night sending invites. Then if for example, when you come on, it takes me four or five hours to do my research and make sure that everything's good. Then you've got like an an hour recording and then say a, an hour long episode takes me around four hours to edit. Yeah. And that's not yeah. including like the graphic design that, cause I do all that myself uploading yeah. things, social media. Um, It's a bit, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's, it's been very beneficial for me. Well, that's good. And I've got to talk to people who I admire and people that I class as my personal heroes and icons of stage and screen. And you can always tell which TV show I'm watching by who's on the podcast. (laughs) I love that. And one of my friends said the other day, you need to stop like inviting people from Shameless UK and things that you're watching because (laughs) it's like slowly turning into like the Orange is the New Black podcast. And I'm like, I know I can talk to them about it though. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know if there's anything, I can talk about Orange is the New Black for an hour straight. There you go. That's that's your content. I'm like, whereas if we're talking about Sons of Anarchy, I've never seen it. I'm like, so Sons right. of Anarchy, this hugely popular TV show you're in, tell me all about it. Tell me something. <laughs> yeah. What questions exactly. should I ask you? Um, but talking about TV shows that I love, I want to talk to you about Superstore. So I yes. accidentally fell on Superstore, like oh, okay. completely didn't know about it. It was on Netflix and I am a huge Ugly Betty fan. Mm-hmm. I love Ugly Betty and I saw that America was in this new show and I was like, Netflix, oh, I'll watch it like series one. And I thought it was new. I thought it was like a brand new TV show. So I finished however many episodes it was. And I went, that was great. I'll look forward to watching series two next year. And then it popped up like next episode. And I went, what? And I let, and there was five series. There was five series. And I sat, I think I binge watched it in three days. And then I was like, Oh, oh, now I've got to wait for season six. And then it came out that season six was the last season. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not like I was like, why didn't why didn't I control myself and not watch it all in three days? Uh, uh, gosh, I I can't control myself either. Once I start, 
I'm on it, a roll. It's, it's, it's done over. within the like yep. Orange is the New Black, prime example. They used to drop a full season on a day by 12 o'clock in the evening. I was finished. Same. And it's like, same. But sometimes Superstar. I will purposely oh, not start because yeah. no, I was say, sometimes I will purposely not start because I'm like, I can't, I don't have the three Willpower. days that I need to finish this. Yes. So. I love yeah. it when I kid on to myself. I'm like, so this comes out and I know that we're not getting another season for a year. I'm only watching one episode <laughs> a day. And then I sit down and I press play and all of a sudden we're finished. I love it when I lie yeah, to exactly. myself about things like, like oh, that. That's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> Superstore, what was the audition Same. process like for you? Yeah. Well, so interestingly, I came on as a one-line co-star um the first so in season two there is a one-off uh episode zero which is an episode that they shot specifically for the olympics um and so that was my first episode and um so actually the audition was not overly significant because it was just a one-line co-star and it did say possibly recurring but you know lots of things say that yeah and then never possible it's never possible that's right. So I kind of was like, you know, it it, it was unremark. It was an unremarkable yeah. audition process. At the time, we were still going into offices. I went into the office, did mm. the audition. Um, I don't even think I can specifically remember that particular audition. Um, and then I found out that I booked it, and um, I was. I remember having the thought after it was a one day booking yeah, and I thought, I don't, I don't think there was enough to be memorable so that if it is possibly recurring that it would encourage them to do it. Yeah. So, and if you watch the episode, you can see it's just, it's so fast. And uh, so I Mm. thought that's a bummer because that it was a really fun set. I had a great experience it was efficient. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you go on set and you wait like four or five hours to shoot whatever you're going to shoot. Mm-hmm. This set ran very efficiently. And so, you know, there was no waiting. Everybody was so nice and yeah. they're all comedy legends. So it's everything's funny. It was so I laughed so hard. I used to love going to work because it was like, I know I'm going to have fun. Yeah. Um, and so yeah I was worried that it was just wasn't enough and so I just like went at the time I had a full-time day job um and so you know went back to work and was like well at least I had a day that was nice and then out of nowhere I got pinned um which is what they do when they're like you're currently in this episode if nothing changes we'll bring you back but it's also still in rewrites so you know so here are the dates it's highly possible that you may not be in this but see for see for something like that that's a one-liner part how many auditions Mm -hmm. do you do like how many is that particular one it was just one right no it was just the one and so but again it was just a one-liner um and actually i was on it before that i was on a show called hot in cleveland yeah and that was a also a recurring role and same for that one it was just a quickie co-star um first job and then they brought me back so my experience mostly in this industry i have not yet had that like 
lengthy audition process experience. Yeah. I've only had the other one where I'm like starting as a co-star and it just happens to recur. And you're just fabulous um, on and so, set. And they're just like, we like. I was just going to say, I, I tell myself it's because I show up, I know my lines, I'm a professional, mm. I'm easy to get along with. And that's that. Like, yeah. you know, but mm. you got to deliver too. So a hundred percent. And you've yeah. also kind of got to be like, you want me to come back? I can come back. <laughs> Do you? I. Oh, sorry, on you go. No, I was just gonna say that, like, uh, sometimes, yes, a person. Um, so my very first episode was actually directed by Ruben Fleischer, who was one of the executive directors yeah. on Superstore. I had done my homework, just like you know everybody does, and I so I knew he was one of the producers. But once I got on set, I didn't know what anybody looked like, so I didn't actually know for sure. You've got directors you've got first ads and you've got like all these people that are sort of tending to you yes and pas and so i don't know who i didn't when i got there i didn't know who ruben was i didn't know so uh if i could give any advice to a young actor first of all be a nice normal human being yes don't be on set no ever yeah and if you if that is your nature Go to therapy and stop mm. being so nasty. Yeah. Be a nicer person. And when you get on set, be nice to everybody. Do you know what I would suggest about that? Because that exact thing happened to me and it dawned on me so last minute. It was at my drama school showcase and we'd been given a list of all of the people who were attending and afterwards we'd go and chat to them. And I suddenly went, I don't know what any of these people look like. So I remember frantically backstage, I had my laptop and I made a table, everyone's name, everyone's headshot, where they worked, what they'd done. And I was memorizing it. So make a table. Everybody has a social media presence. Everybody, Mm -hmm. at least because if they don't have an Instagram, they have a website and they have an about me page that has a picture of them. And like, make sure you know who's who. Yeah. I mean, it's very helpful. If you cannot do that, yeah, a good rule of thumb is to be a nice person, and yeah. and I mean that like I don't mean to show up and be ingenuine and be nice to people. I mean be an actual decent human, and then show up and act that way. Do you know what would be a good tip if you had a what? shit ton of money? Go to Starbucks <laughs> and buy everyone coffees, but get them to write their names on the cups, and then watch who takes what cup. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you'd have to have a lot of money yeah. for that, but. Yeah. yeah, a lot of but, money. Yeah. Which yes. so I'll never do that. <laughs> but it is a sneaky way to figure out who people mm. are. Um, but I would also argue that like it's nice to know who Ruben is, but it's also nice to know who the PA is who's looking after me and making sure that I get to my mark in time for rolling. Hundred um, percent. And one of them is getting paid the big bucks and one of them is getting paid minimum wage. You can now become an official drama school dropout. We're now on Patreon and you can help this podcast grow on so many levels. As an official drama school dropout, you'll have access to unique benefits, including exclusive early access to episodes before anyone else. To become an official drama school dropout, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash drama school dropout. The sold out five star play is returning to Webster's Theatre. 
This is where we get off by Ingram Noble and Heather Spiden follows the Moffat family through some of the most difficult days of their lives. Yvonne is seven months pregnant, her husband Philip is constantly disappearing and leaving dodgy phone bills behind, their 18 year old son Lip is debating joining the army and trying to navigate his love life, and their dog breeding sex toy selling neighbour Rhonda is still doing her weekly shop in their kitchen. How will they cope with the unexpected arrival of an estranged family member? Make sure to get your tickets from the link in the show notes below to see This Is Where We Get Off at the Webster's Theatre on the 11th of February 2023. Do you have a favourite behind-the-scenes moment that none of us would really know about? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I do, actually. Um, I There was one day, so I just got through telling you how efficient that set was. Yeah. And there was one day where I was, myself and Kaliko Kawahi, who played Sandra. I um, love were- Sandra. The, the Carol uh, and Sandra stuff makes mm-hmm. my day. It, it yeah. makes my day. Yeah, played by Kaliko Kawahi and Irene White, yep. who are both brilliant actresses. Like, dream come true to get to work with both of them. Um, and uh, so Kaliko and I had been called in for an early scene that then got somehow postponed to the end of the day, or something to that effect. Yep. And so we ended up sitting... Um, so Superstore shot on the Universal lot. Yeah. Um, and for those who've not been to Los Angeles, when you come to LA and you want to go to Universal Studios to the theme park, um, that is where we were shooting. So, yeah, you look, you go um, out and you can look over. There's like a, a like a, a, the best way that I can remember it is it's like the edge of a cliff that has a wooden fence and you can see all the studios from the, like, literally from yes. the park. That's exactly what it's like. And and if you take the behind the scenes tour, so they have like a, a studio lot tour that you can take at Universal Is that Studios. the one where you go through like where the Jaws thing is? Because I did that. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. so you drive right past where we would shoot. And if we were outside, we waved and you wave back. And and so um, so we it was in October and we were sitting at our base camp, which is on the tour. Yeah. Um, and during October, Universal does Halloween Horror Nights, um, which I've never been to because, from what I understand, they are actually terrifying. They have. Yeah, like, I'm not down for that. No, it it sounds it sounds terrifying. But if you're into that, this is the place you want to be. Exactly. Enjoy yourself. So Coleco and I were sitting at our base camp, which is just like you know all the trailers situated around like an astroturf uh, area with. Yeah a picnic table in a tent and so we sat there for hours hours and hours and hours and then it finally got dark out we were just shooting the shit chatting and you in the background you could hear the terrifying screams from halloween horror nights so like every 15 minutes you just hear what everybody's screaming from (laughs) up the hill um and no we weren't doing anything exciting but i i personally am you know, I think I'm in the right place here to talk to other movie and theater nerds. And 100%. So just, yeah, walking on a lot, it just feels right. It's like, mm. yes, I belong here. Clicks. The, it clicks. The air feels different. It's It smells like possibility. And sitting at that table with, like, you know, one of my favorite humans who makes me laugh so hard, listening to people scream in the background and knowing that, like, you know, I'm part of this entertainment machine. Yeah. 
it was just like one of the best nights of my mm. life. It just felt, God, it, it, when you think about like what your dreams are and you go like, someday I just want to be on a TV show. I want to be able to show up to that set and I want to walk on the set and people know my name and they say hello to me. And then I hit my mark and I'm acting with people that I respect. Mm -hmm. It's not always that idyllic, but for me, Superstore was, it was a dream job it, yeah. and it got me out of my day job. It made me a full-time actor. It, it taught, I learned so much. I had been on sets before, but it's a different experience to be on a set long-term. Yeah. Um, it was just amazing. And I, that particular night felt iconic. I have that feeling every time I go into a theater. Yeah. I think theater is where my heart is at. D don't get me wrong. Anybody out there with the TV job, emails in the show notes below. I work relatively cheaply. <laughs> um, but I think theater is where my heart is at. And I remember I always, it's the silliest thing. It's like you say, I always remembered dreaming of being like working in a theater and a couple of days like on a regular basis going in stage door and mm. uh, signing in and when we did our showcase we were in the theater for like a week and we had to go in stage door every day sign in the guy at the stage door started to like get friendly with it by the time we got friendly it was time to leave um but it was like oh good morning how are you you walk in you get your yeah. breakfast and your coffee you sit in your dressing room and I was like do you know what? I'm content right now. Mm -hmm. And I tell myself every time I'm in the theater, don't get yourself stressed out. Enjoy it because see when this is over and you're sat in your bedroom, you are going to miss this. Mm -hmm. And you're going to miss being around all these people that are, 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 you're all cogs in this machine. So yeah, I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah, it was a great feeling. And I felt like for the first so for the first three years that I was on Superstore, I still had my, I kept my day job Yeah. because I'm also in my forties. And so like, are you? Uh, yes, I, I, I I'm probably not supposed to reveal such I, I a thing. I wasn't yes. putting that number on it. Yes. Yeah. 45. And wow. So I definitely wasn't putting that number <laughs> on it. Yeah. Yeah. So for the first three years, I kept my day job because stability yeah was important i ha i didn't i don't have anybody to be like here's you know which i did i was <laughs> lucky to rent. have that exactly years ago my parents were very happy to help me something happened in my 30s where they were like ma'am you are on your own so <laughs> you're an uh, adult that stability exactly so that stability became super important yeah and but what it meant is that like uh, I have a clear memory of doing a scene with America. It was the first scene of the day. It was a quickie. It was just like a page and a mm. half. Um, and it's, we started at seven 30 that day. So I was done on set by 9am and I had to go straight to my day job. And so, and then I had to put eight hours in at my day job. So by the time I went home, I had been at it for a really long time. I was exhausted and, and, there was always something sad about driving from my dream job to my day job. And my, by the way, my day job was also idyllic. I worked for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So yeah. it was also an idyllic job, but I knew it wasn't my calling. My yeah. calling was on set. And so uh, I had this like very clear dual experience during those three years so that when i mm. did finally leave my day job and became an actor full-time was there more I, of a payoff because you'd been working this double life it was undeniable it was first of all 
cut a full-time job when you're working two full-time jobs at the same time cut one of them out oh my god you can do laundry again you don't have to send everything out because I didn't have any time. I never yeah. had free time. Um, my relationships got better. I was able to like see my friends periodically. Um, so yeah, everything changed. And and it was it was really the gift of time. Um, and and I I just can't say enough about it. Like in that time, um, my family's had some health issues and being able to go back to Chicago and help them and spend time with them without yeah. like, I don't have any vacation time and I don't, you know, in a hiatus from Superstore. It's just that gift is yeah. something that I can't, I can't even believe yeah. I got lucky enough. Did you steal anything from the set? No stealing um, because they were boring. pretty clear. <laughs> well, and they were pretty clear about like what we could and couldn't take. Yeah. So there was no, no real stealing. Um, the last day on set, we looted, but we were allowed. <laughs> um so it was that there was nothing like nefarious mm. happening. I took a couple of puzzles from the game section. Um, honestly, in the store, my favorite department was the the toys, like the toys and games. Yeah. We had an entire wall of like board games, mm. and I was like, "This is." I'm taking all of this. Yes, this is what I want. So I took a couple of puzzles, and then um, they gave us our vests and our name tags that's what i would have wanted the other thing yeah. that i would have wanted was i don't know i can't remember if they had it did cloud nine have the like their generic brand yeah uh, so i would have wanted um, something super cloud yeah i'd have wanted something so with I, that like logo on i have they had these um they were really cute they were little blue um cloud shaped carabiners which are like the clips yeah that you can use so i got a couple of those for my keychain and on it it says uh i think it says super cloud or cloud mm. nine on it um, so I got some of that stuff. I'd have like a bag of coffee gotten. that I would have never opened because it said like super cloudy. Yeah. yeah. I'd have been like, this was from Superstore. The grocery bags. They gave us That's uh, the reusable bags. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I have some stuff um, like that. Oh, there was a couple of like, you know, in the break room, we always had like cloud nine mugs yeah. or cloud nine thermoses. And mm. so there was a couple of things like that. So yeah. But yeah, none of it was I I none of it was stolen because they were like yeah take what you want get they told us what we could and couldn't take mm. yeah was there anything that you had your eye on that then they were like no no I don't think so I mean I, the only thing I wanted co co the costumes were the only things that were sort of like uh, off limits but the only thing I really wanted was my vest and then they yeah. ended up giving them to us yeah because they were like regular clothes as well underneath weren't they they were underneath it all yeah and a couple and... of polo t-shirts I think if I'm remembering yeah, correctly cloud nine stuff but yeah. I didn't get any of that stuff yeah yeah I know it's not been gone long but do you think it'll come back oh my god I would love that I mean no I I, I there's no plans as far as I know yeah maybe somebody somewhere spill it like <laughs> I, I can see I, the scripts happily, in the background <laughs> i would happily give you the scoop if there, if there was yeah. a scoop to be given i mean somebody somewhere may be birthing an idea to get it going again but um i'm not aware of it but i would love that i would mm. love it oh i was gonna say did you have you seen now season six i am like i'm doing that really good thing of just walking through it like i'm not okay because it's not on okay. netflix so yet. i won't spoil it yeah, please don't. No, no, I won't spoil it. Um, but basically they didn't blow the store up. So yes, it would be it possible. It could come back. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm doing that really good thing of it. It's not on Netflix, so it's actually quite inaccessible to watch for me right now. 
because mm-hmm. I kind of have to watch it illegally. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm 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 like straining myself through it. Yeah, and I, I'm doing um. it to the point of where I can't remember what happened in the last episode, so I get to watch two episodes. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I'm like I'm getting Understood. as much out of this as I possibly can. It's I'm it's a getting... good season, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no, uh... I, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited for it, and I we could maybe do like a British spin-off. Uh, well, there like, is a Mexican. Ugly Betty moved to London, so like you know she could come here too. There is a Mexican version of it. That's fun. It's called yeah, it's called Super Titlan, and it is it has all the same like core group of yeah. characters. Um, but and I don't know what exactly is the truth of this but i've heard that they were airing it like every single night for months on end and they their first season was like 80 episodes or something crazy like that so they didn't do what shameless usa did because shameless usa was was a carbon cut the script was the exact same from the uk version oh no i don't think so i haven't seen it but i don't think so and that's why i don't like shameless usa because it's okay but i just finished watching the bear who stars Jeremy Allen White from Shameless USA. I think he's great. I think Shameless USA is full of iconic actors that are absolutely great actors. But as a British boy that grew up in a working class environment, I don't know if you've seen any of the UK Shameless. I would 110% recommend. It's a great watch. Um, It's quintessentially British and it's what I grew up on. And I'm like, the first season of US Shameless is literally word for word. Wow. UK shameless, but with American people in Chicago. Funny. And I'm like, well, no. yeah, no, like, uh, no, I don't believe Super Titlan mm. is like that. I, I think it's different. It's wild. That I, they I mean, had some of the storylines. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. It's there's only so much you crazy. can do in a, in a grocery store. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, but they got a lot out of it. Yeah, I would love to see it come back. And um, if anybody is out there listening, if it is coming back and you need a British um, store assistant, readily available, and I work for very cheaply. Um, so e- emails in the show notes, I'll send you my CV. Um, <laughs> a question that I ask everybody that comes on the podcast is, yeah. if you were doing a two-hander in the West End or Broadway, uh, preferably the West End so I can come and see it because I don't have okay. the money to come to New York right now um, and they come and said to you listen we've got as much money as we possibly need who do you want to be your co-star but they've got to be alive who are you picking? Ooh um, my goodness that is a tough one uh, so I just finished the second season of Only Murders in the Building and though I probably wouldn't have said like a Steve Martin or a Martin Short mm. previous to that, I I do think it would be somebody that's like iconic, somebody that yeah. has had a long career, funny. Um, I got to work with Betty White on Hot in Cleveland, and that was like a dr- an actual dream come true. And so it would be somebody like that. I miss um, Betty White. I was just yesterday watching uh, The Proposal, and mm. I'm like, God, she's funny. She just... Every look on her face yeah. was funny. It's the best. It's starting to happen now that the people that I grew up watching are starting to pass away. Um, I know. I was heartbroken about Olivia Newton-John. I cried. So heartbroken. Days. I know. But I have to carry on my campaign that's been going for hundreds of weeks now. It's starting to get a little bit stalkerish, but it's not stalkerish because we're hundreds of miles away from each other. Um, sure. Catherine Tate, please do a show in the West End with me or come on the podcast. Uh. Catherine Tate oh my gosh uh, so 
I don't know. I, I don't even know if I should discuss Doctor Who on a British podcast. I've, I've never watched Doctor Who, so I won't. I'll, well, I'll, so I'll bow out. I, I will. I will admit that I'm way out of my depth as as a dirty American. <laughs> but Catherine Tate is my favorite of all of yeah. the friends. She, what do they call them? The companions. Um, companion. There it is. Mm. See, uh, I'm I know from the Catherine Tate show. So it was her sketch show that ran in the early 2000s. And it's just... She is so funny. And she was on our American office. Yes. She's another one that could spit in my face and I would be like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Like, bow down. There's certain people that I feel like... Like, I I, I do not believe in superiority in any way. I think we're all the same human beings. But I think she's one of those people that I would kind of be like, should I bow? Like, should, should, should I bow my head yeah. i would be like Understood. don't look her in the eye <laughs> like yeah i'm right there with you she's yeah. pretty she's pretty amazing yeah, yeah. so talented yeah. so but i've been calling her out personally for um like hundreds of weeks now to come on the podcast or do a two-hander with me in the west end and it's starting to feel personal that she's ignoring me starting oh, to get offended interesting. i'm kidding what the she... hell Catherine? But we're going to play a game now. We're going to play a game and it's called Stage Right or Stage Shite. And it's three stories. Two of them are the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth and have been submitted by our listeners. And one of them is a big fat lie that's been made up by our producer Heather and I have the an- answer in a sealed envelope. And I love okay. these. These are my favourite okay. things in the world. Number one, I had to do an audition in heels. And while I was in the room, I tripped and fell and headbutted the casting director's table. I've never been so embarrassed. Number okay. two, my drama school high my my high school drama teacher I can't read apparently I'm Leah Michelle. Um my <laughs> high school drama teacher didn't really like me and cast me as a literal broom in our final show. The only thing I had to do was say, God, it's messy in here and sweep up. Okay. And this one, I don't know how I feel about this one being um said on this day. Um it's, okay. a, bit, um, it's a bit close to reality. Number three. Okay. I broke down in an audition for a major movie the day after Princess Diana died. I was so upset and I just couldn't hold it back in anymore. That's quite mm. freaky that that random story has been chosen to be in this episode. It's true. That was supposed to be last week that was then postponed to this week. Right. Okay, that's wild. Because those stories um, have been sat on my desk since we were first supposed to do it. How funny. Wow. Um... Honestly, any of those could be true. 100%. I could see myself doing any one of those. I'm going to say, I think number two could possibly be the lie because I know myself, it's only high school. It's only, And I would maybe be like, I'm not being a broomstick and only having one line in the show. Like, you're taking the piss. I was going to say, the only reason that one might not be true is because, yes, in high school, you could just feel like, I'm not doing this. Yeah, not doing it. Like, it's it's not like a... It's not serious. Um, right, if Casting it was a, Co- a Francis Ford Coppola film... Yeah. Right. Oh, if, if, if it was one of those, I would be like, I'm going to be the best broom. You will not right. find a better broom in the land. Right. But if yes. it's because my drama school teacher didn't like me and she was being particularly nasty and was like, well... You're going to be a broom. You're going to have one line. I'd be like, well, you're not going to have a broom and I'm not doing it. And peace out. See you later. Yeah. I th- that's the only reason that one feels 
false. The Princess Diana one, I 100% believe because well, I hope I have it's not the lie after had... what's happened today. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I've also had like audition scenarios where the outside world was just so in my yeah. head that I, you know, it was affected by yeah. it and tripping in heels done it i wouldn't know again uh trust me it's easy to do <laughs> yeah uh, so, i'm gonna go yeah, for number so, okay. two we don't yeah, have to agree, with you. But if you want to come with me we can do it no I love i'm it with you right. i'm with I you i just hope it's not number three number two yes we got it right number two i love this, it when we get it right that's good that was the obvious one yeah 100 percent. yeah like um but one of my final questions i've got two questions left for you You've okay. had such a sex. You've had such a sexful career. You've had such a successful career. I mean, I haven't had such a sexful career. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> you've had a successful career though. But what yeah. has been your biggest "what the fuck is happening" moment? Good. What the fuck is happening, or bad? What the fuck is happening? I normally like everybody always gives good "what the fuck," but if you want to give a bad "what the fuck," you're more than welcome to. Oh, uh, the good "what the fuck" is. Uh, you know, honestly, the day that I walked out of my day job and realized that everything was different. Living your best life. Completely amazing. Because yeah. what it 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 confirmed that I was on a TV show, mm-hmm. which when people would describe me and say she's on a TV show, I was like, well, I guess technically that's true, but I have this job. Yeah. This was like when somebody say, what do you do for a living? The I'm only answer exactly that was the only answer i could give and not lie yeah so that changed everything i found myself lying recently because i'm a full-time actor podcaster and i was in the hairdresser the other day and it's the first time i've had this barber and i don't know about you i don't like to talk to people when i'm getting my hair cut i don't like having conversation just general chit chat anyway like i find it awkward and the moment you say to somebody oh i'm an actor they want to know a million and one things and this guy said to me, oh, what do you do for a living? And I was just like, oh, I'm an accountant. And he went, a spicy accountant or just a regular accountant? And I went, what do you mean? And he went, do you do porn? And I went, no, I'm an accountant. What? Apparently that people say they're an account, like people who do OnlyFans say they're an accountant so people don't ask oh. them. Because it's like that one job where oh people are like, gosh. oh, I don't really care. that what." Like, I don't want to hear about that. Like, it's maths. Yeah. So apparently people who do porn, so this guy was full on in the barbershop, like, do you do porn? And I was like, no, that, I'm an actor. Uh, I lied. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, I have heard other actors say that they have their like, um, like boring job if they don't want to get into I'm an actor. I am um, the most antisocial extrovert that you will ever meet. Like, I'm yeah. really cool to sit here and chat for hours to people in this. And then somebody asks me about it outside and I'm like, nah, I'm an I'm an accountant. I'm an accountant. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I hear what that. was your bad what the fuck um, you don't have to tell so, us if you don't want to well no I I mean this is this is part of the life too um, I had been on the show for four years I had been away from my day job for a year I had worked really hard to pay off bills and save some money and I thought I lived in a studio apartment and I thought yeah. I'm going to upgrade I'm going to move into a one bedroom apartment so I did. I left my day job. I moved into a one bedroom apartment. So my expenses have grown and grown and grown. And probably a week later, I found out that Superstore was ending and panicked, you know, uh, shit. That was not part of my plan. Hello, make a wish. (laughs) 
exactly so um i mean yeah what the fuck yeah that and i should also mention that six months later a pandemic started like so i I, actually this is the actual really what the fuck yeah left make a wish six months later a pandemic started okay we went back to work in the middle of a pandemic not vaccinated started working got myself a new apartment moved in the middle of a pandemic two weeks later we found out superstore was ending so that year was sort of like whoa just everything i thought was gonna happen got blown up i did appreciate that it ended before it got shit yeah i mean that's always nice it's nice to know that like there isn't an episode out there that i'm like "Hmm, that wasn't Mm -hmm. one of our best efforts like glee glee shouldn't have had a fifth or sixth season i don't think i hung on that long but um oh i did my final question for you is a closing tradition we have on the podcast and it's a question from the previous guest to the current guest they don't know who they're asking it you won't know who you're asking it but the question that has been left for you is what book would you recommend to all of the listeners okay i have a i actually have two answers i'm sorry go for it that's not go for it that this game is we love books okay so um my first my first answer is the alchemist and let me preface let me just put a little asterisk next to it that says like i don't think everything in life is about like signs i think i think we all work hard and we all put in some effort and that helps us control yeah our destiny but there are times where things are happening i want to say for a reason yeah and and maybe a wizard of oz reference will help here there is stuff happening behind the curtain that we don't know about yeah and we can't control it. We can't we can't do anything about it. We can't encourage it, but it is happening. And so mm. w- the work that I do out here in front of the curtain is great and it's wonderful. And you just never know what's going to happen next. Yeah. So follow it, go for mm. it. Um, so that's my, that's my sort of like hippy dippy recommendation. My second recommendation is the book I just finished reading, which is The Martian. And it is so great. And I know I'm like five years Adding too late it. to this. I've never re- read it either. It's Adding it so to my TBR. Good. It is one of those books that mm. is um it is it's fiction, but it is um it's a thinker and it it it's but it's also so entertaining. Yeah. It is wonderful. Hundred yeah. percent. I love it. What question would you like to leave for the next guest? But thank you so much for coming on and joining me. It's My been pleasure. so lovely. Thank and you for having me. It, it's genuinely, it's been a weird day because obviously as what's happened. And I think it's been really good mm-hmm. that I've not been sat watching all of this news about this person's death. And I think yeah, same. quite morbid. I, when we get off, I will be glued to same. the television. So yeah. yeah so this but was a nice it's break been a nice that. it's been a nice respite yeah. what i do like to say is la is my favorite city in the world so if i ever find mm-hmm. myself out there the the rounds are on me the alcoholic beverage, beverages the first one's on me because you're the working actor and you get paid and stuff so the rest are on Understood. you and if you ever yes. find yourself in glasgow or anywhere in scotland i'm more than happy to provide my services as a tour guide i will look you up for yeah, sure 100 percent. you've got we've got we're on instagram now as well so always that um but genuinely thank you so much it's been such a pleasure and thank um, you thank you so much for doing this
Of course. Thank you. Good luck Amazing. to you. Yes, you too. And I can't. Oh, shit. Totally fucking forgot the last most important thing. What's coming up <laughs> for you next? Oh, um, <laughs> well, that's so funny. I So I uh, have a couple of shows that are going to be coming out. I did an episode of Little America. I did an episode of Reboot. Um, which is, and I don't know how much you guys are getting like on Hulu. If you get stuff, we don't have Hulu. So Hulu oh. is a division of, I believe all of the Hulu stuff in Britain goes to Disney plus, but if not anybody that wants to listen to things, I watch American things. Um, how should we say this? I, I watch it in not legal ways, um, because it's okay. not available to us. So if anybody wants um, any dodgy links, let me know. <laughs> okay perfect um yeah so i have an episode of little america coming out episode of reboot which is a very exciting new show um from the guy who did uh from steve levitan who did um modern family love that uh, starring yes starring keegan michael key judy greer johnny knoxville paul reiser and rachel bloom so it's and you. Gonna be amazing and, and then you. i just and me and me just in one episode but like a plus episode um and yeah, hope, hoping to get myself back into a more regular role somewhere. And where can everyone find you on social media to keep up with what you're doing? You can find me on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at that Kelly Marie. Because that's all in the name, show notes Kelly below. Marie. Okay, yeah, in the show notes below. But anyway, I will let you get back to normal life. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Thanks, love. Thank you so much. And there we have it, another episode of Drama School Dropout, the UK's third best drama podcast, episode 114 completed. Thank you so much to Kelly for coming on the podcast, and make sure to follow us both on social media, which you'll find down in the show notes below. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a rating or review on the podcast. It helps us out so much you don't even know. If you have a story for Stage Right or Stage Shite, please click the link in the show notes below and go to the Google form and submit your story. And don't forget that you can now become an official Drama School Dropout by signing up to our Patreon using the link in the show notes below for lots of exclusive benefits that nobody else has access to. Remember, we are continuing to celebrate two years of Drama School Dropout, and I'll be back again on Thursday with a brand new episode to continue the celebrations. Have a great week. Stay safe. I love you. Drama School Dropout No graduation day for you Drama school dropout. Fuck your whole course, now try something new. Drama school dropout.